Hello, listener. Thanks for pressing play. This week on the Jock and Nerd podcast, we take a look at the Avengers video game trailer revealed at E3, Spider-Man Far From Home tracking for a big box office for its extended holiday weekend opening, despite having some of the worst movie posters you've ever seen. Plus, our spoiler Dark Phoenix review, news from the Jock and Nerd Nation, and a whole bunch more, all in this edition of the Jock and Nerd Weekly for Thursday, June 13th, 2019. This is Simon Rex, a.k.a. Dirt Nasty Baby. You know, I like to listen to the Jock and Nerd podcast when I'm driving to work. Wait a minute, I don't have a job. So I like to listen to it when I'm driving to your mama's house. Ha <laughs> ha. You tired of boring podcast shows? These guys at Jock and the Nerd are the funniest, most entertaining nerds on earth. So check it out, baby dick. Check. Check one. All right. This is really fans out there. Let's give it up. Jock and Nerd. Yeah, we talking to Nerd and what's up, listener? Thanks for joining us this weekend. Welcome to the Jock and Nerd Podcast. Giving you comic book and superhero TV and movie news, reviews, and whatever we choose. Jockin' Nerd! My name is Imran. My name's Anthony. He's the jock! He's the nerd. And that felty phoenix rising from the ashes, a pile of felt in the corner. That's a rug boy. What's up, rugs? You heard her? I'll fucking kill you! Uh, yeah, that's about... Uh, oh, that, wow, yeah, I remember that. that. was about as much emotion as... That's a as, callback to the movie that we were as, uh, as they had in the movie. If I hadn't seen the movie yesterday, I would have forgot that that was Listen, thing. I didn't yeah. buy it in the movie, and I don't buy it from you either, Rugboy. Actually, your your delivery was a little bit better, maybe. Maybe I buy it from you a little bit better. Anthony, thanks for coming back to the show. We missed you last week. I did come back. Unfortunately, I didn't find another podcast that could well, satisfy right. my needs like this well, one. Well, you have did. your own podcast, Anthony. I know, but I didn't find a cooler, <laughs> more, uh, a sexier uh, editor slash do everything person. So I oh, came back yeah. to Emron. You need Emron yeah. to do everything. Right. We'll always have sloppy seconds for you here, Anthony. No matter what happens in the future. You have a I, wet. I know I will always have a shitty home. <laughs> you always have a shitty home. Exactly <laughs> right here at the Jock and Nerd Podcast. Look, guys, we got a couple bits of news. We got a movie review. We got some news from the nation. Let's just get right into it. The Jock, Jock and Nerd Podcast. Uh, let's start with some uh, video game news, even though we'd never talk about video games. We're not really a video game podcast, but we are a comic book and superhero podcast. And at the latest E3 uh, this past week, Square Enix and Crystal Dynamics debuted their long-awaited trailer for uh, a Marvel Avengers game. Geek boner. You could be the Avengers. You could be all of them. You can smash. You can uh, do stuff. Uh, this trailer... Very interesting uh, because I, I feel like uh, it got it caught a lot of flack on the internet when it came really? out. Really? Why? 
Uh, I don't know. It may have something to do with the look of the characters and the look of okay. the costumes. Uh, That's okay. true. Okay, I, I can agree with that. But you guys Some w- of them. watch the trailer. This thing starts... Uh, it seems to be heavily inspired by the MCU movie franchise. Yeah, but- that's the thing. They stuck so much to the design of the movie that this is why it's confusing. And and then they had no likenesses because they I guess they don't they don't have the permission to use their likenesses. Well, that, you got to imagine that's going to cost a shitload of money. Well, there is one character I, we can get in the review in a little bit, but there is one character that doesn't stick to the movies that looks pretty bad well they all it's it's jarring because it just kind of looks like generic superheroes now of course the movie guys don't look exactly like the comics they made the comics look like the. we're just so used to the mcu as we know it that all of a sudden I, I'll, I'll just let me just say it yes yeah just put <laughs> Captain it out america looks like shit yes he looks like a little i don't know chunky. why that costume is the way it is he they like made it they made him as if he's just a fat guy underneath that costume. They, yeah. I don't know why they made him have a, a chest vest. A chest thing. piece. He's got like armor. And like then he's got armor. armor all over. It's it's strange. They should have just stuck to the MCU design. <laughs> <laughs> Rugs, you're the biggest gamer out of all of us. This is like a single player and a co-op game. You'll be able to play all these characters. We're seeing Bruce Banner and Thor and uh, Iron Man, Black, uh, Black Widow. and uh, Wait, do you, before you go Captain into that, Mer- do, you wanna, yes. do, do you just want to... Oh, I can. The trailer. Yes. Let me just narrate the trailer real yes. quick. What happens? It's basically they get con- the the Avengers that we know and love, the original six, get put into a trap mission where they have to save some people, and they end up. Um, it's a trap, and Hydra looks like gets to jump on them. Taskmaster, I believe. Taskmaster, Taskmaster with Hydra with Hydra or and AIM or somebody. And it ends with uh, Captain America dies. So a yes. bunch of people die, including the Captain America. The Avengers disassemble, and then. Five years later, it looks yeah, like. Yeah, it's like an endgame time jump happens right. in this Five game. Five years later, there's some sort of event that's going to so happen. So it takes place together. in San Francisco. This is like the West Coast Avengers headquarters, and then the Golden Gate Bridge pulls up, and they got to go stop. And you, there's no gameplay footage, but you kind of get a sense of, like, if you were playing Hulk, what it would look like. You're picking up tanks and shit. Uh, Rugs, what'd you think, being the big, biggest gamer out of all of us? They, last year, we had that amazing Spider Man game where the guy didn't look like any Spider Man we'd seen, but it worked, and it was really good. Does this give you geek boner? Geek boner. That, that Spider-Man page. game is so fucking good. I mean, just looking at the graphics and how he moves and stuff, it's fucking amazing. So if it's anywhere near, even in the ballpark of that, with all the other characters you can play, that's going to be fucking awesome. Uh, it's unfortunate that they they look shitty. <laughs> but... Uh, in the cutscenes, but maybe if we're playing it, it's not going to be that big of a deal because you're not going to really see them as much. You probably because when you play a character, you see the back of them. Right. right? It's so. third. It's a third person action shooter, and I think Cap being dead is interesting. It might not be as big of a deal like when you're actually playing it, but this the cinematics look a little off. I mean, they're not terrible because it did look pretty epic. It's just the likenesses that and the costume designs, which are just a little bit lacking. So, well, I believe these are the guys who did uh, to the Tomb Raider reboot game. And so <laughs> in a lot of these articles, they talked about, you know, we made this adventure game with one person. Now we're going to try to make one with like 12 people. And from what I understand, they will release more characters and more things for free. They're likening the co-op online play to Destiny rugs in the sense that they're going to keep giving you more missions, more characters, but all for free. And the game can expand for years, which I think is kind of a cool idea. So I'm not a big gamer, but I've played games such as The Last of Us, Batman, um, 
Uncharted and the Arkham games, of course, and then I have played the Spider-Man game. And so if it's anything like that, yeah, it looks sounds like it's a little bit of some of all those with, games, right? Yeah, with you know, and but it's Avengers, which no one has nailed, you know, getting a ton of Marvel characters right in a video game. Yeah, and if they nail it with Avengers, or if they're anywhere close, this game is going to be a monster, in my opinion. Then again, I don't know shit about how, how people buy video games, but. I think people will buy it if it's if it's any get good reviews and it's it's fun to play. Um, I don't know. I mean, that last Spider Man game was just so fucking good. Like it's if they're coming off of that kind of creativity and they're like, oh, this is what we have to make now. I mean, that set the know. bar. So you yeah. got to. Well, think- if you can do that with multiple characters, imagine yeah, how yeah. awesome that would be. It's not going to be as. Uh, what is that thing that they do it's with not that? open world as the Spider-Man game where oh, you can be. go anywhere? Yeah. It's more mission oriented. It's probably I believe. on rails. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. So you, yeah. So you, you have a path that you, but have you to can go s- probably switch characters. It's probably like you get to a situation where only a certain character has to take lead to get through this. Well, the way that if they're talking about destiny, the yeah. way destiny works yeah. is you, you start out on a map and then you p- choose your mission and you go and you do all these missions in order to complete your goal. So, like, let's say maybe this Avengers thing is to, you have to kill Hydra. You have to destroy all the bases. So each mission probably takes you to a base or, or, or some location, and you, you and your friends can play and try and beat that board. And uh, that sounds cool. I, I'd like to do that. Try different boards with different people. and The co-op, the co-op sounds things. fun. And thanks to uh, our very own Santa Claus, who... Got me a PS4. I'm still enjoying the Spider-Man game. I'll probably get this game now that I have a PS4. I will play it with you. Yes, that would be awesome. Because the Spider-Man game doesn't have co-op, does it? So that it's, you know, and uh, co-op Avengers sounds like a lot of fun. Anthony, the guy voicing Tony Stark in this is Nolan North. And that is the guy who voiced Nick Drake of Uncharted. Oh, I love Uncharted. Yeah, but that's a fan favorite game. So this is apparently an all-star video game voice acting cast. Uh, these guys have done lots but of the video story games. The story's cool too. I mean, yeah. yeah, I mean, I think I actually I have high hopes for this, despite the fact that I wasn't overly impressed, especially with the look of Cap. And that was the other thing too. You, you knock out Cap right away. Yeah, you yeah. can't even play with him. Uh, maybe maybe they'll maybe in the beginning. A, yeah, maybe he's a character they add later. They resurrect him. But I was reading things like with Cap, you can you can target to, like four different guys, and then you launch your fucking shield, and it hits them. It bounces back. It sounds yeah, you do that like in Destiny. Yeah. Oh yeah, and Destiny sounds like a lot of fun. Here's the other thing. This is very early. This game doesn't come out till next May, May oh, 2020. Yeah, there's a lot going they, on. There's going to be a lot of work done on it, but uh, it's exciting to finally have like an awesome, fully playable Avengers team in a video game form uh, and uh, use my PlayStation for more than Spider-Man now. Be very, very excited. Did you beat it yet, Imran? I have not. Not your penis. I'm talking about the game. Uh, oh, yes. No, and I have not. I mean, yes <laughs> and no, not the game. Uh, look, I, I'm very yes, busy. Yes, I have, and you, I beat the game as well. Yes, I have, and I have not beaten the game. <laughs> uh, I'm going to get there. You know, there's life. It's very busy. There's things. I barely have enough time to do all this shit I got to do uh, to get all this shit out. But uh, I love that game. It is a lot of fun. Uh, listener, join the conversation. Join our Facebook group. It's called Jock and Nerd Nation. What's Jock up? And nerd. What's up, Nation? Jock and Nerd. Uh, exclusive closed group just for our listeners, and it's full of over 400 of the best geeks, nerds, and jocks you could ever want to meet. Everyone's really cool, posting great things. We will pull some things later in the show for the news from the nation segment. Uh, let's move on to we're going to review uh, Dark Phoenix later, 
But the next big superhero movie coming out that I'm excited for is Spider-Man Far From Home. Geek Boner. Oh, he is far, far away. Uh, now, uh, they are estimating. Here's the thing. First of all, July 4th is on a Thursday this year, 2019. This, I forgot. They moved the date up to this movie. It's actually coming out July 2nd. Jesus. Two days earlier. So it's going to have a really long opening weekend, holiday weekend. And they are estimating this thing opens to uh, over $150 million just in North America. Oh, shit. Let me ask you guys this. After, like, we've had Endgame and we were kind of, like, overwhelmed and we needed a break. But now that we've seen Dark Phoenix, I'm kind of ready for a Marvel movie again. I'll tell you that much. Because, really? Yes, because at least you know there will be a certain level of quality standards uh, to this movie. Sure. And you kind of know oh, what yeah. you're walking into. But are you guys, Anthony, are you pumped at all? I'm pumped. <laughs> yeah, me too. For the real end of uh, Phase 3 MCU, this next Spider-Man movie. I'm not pumped, per se. Um, it's hard to be excited for any movie after Endgame because it's just that was such an amazing way to close things out. But I am with you. After seeing <laughs> Dark right. Phoenix, yes. I'm going... <laughs> Yep, okay, I'm ready for some competently yeah. made movies again. Let's uh, let's go back to this. I got a dirty taste in my mouth and Marvel yeah, MCU. Yeah, we've all been watching questionable movies. Yeah, for the for, for past couple of weeks. Conflicting films. Yes, give me something. Uh, so the first movie, uh, Homecoming, uh, made $880 million worldwide in total rugs. Do you think this thing makes that? Does it get to a billion or does it fall short of that, of the first one? That's... There's um, a trend that's happening right now where all of these films that are being released are not making as much money as projected. So it's a good point. Uh, like just all all these openings are are they're not. Lower. Yeah, yeah, they're they're lower than predicted. So I don't know if that's going to continue, but this is Spider Man. Yeah, um, and it is that doesn't MCU. really mean. Yeah, it's an MCU Spider Man. I mean, it, with the Garfield movies, that didn't really mean much. Um, as far as staying power or whatever, because Spider Man, Amazing Spider Man two didn't do that well, but um, people like Tom Holland, and uh, <laughs> he's likable. The uh, trailers have get, been getting good buzz. He's got three fucking costumes in this movie. Yes, yeah, he does. Four, yes, right? probably four. So, four and, uh, <laughs> and uh, so let's see what happens. Like, I think it'll make uh as much or maybe a little bit more. But it'll probably be comparable to what it made last time. I think it'll open larger than the first one. This move to June, July 2nd is smart. Uh, Homecoming opened to 117 million opening weekend. I, I think it beats that, but they're saying even way higher. 150. I, I agree. I think it's going to beat. I think it's going to destroy the first one. Yeah. Um, opening weekend. It's also coming off Endgame, which is a massive movie. And if people are still pumped for still Marvel momentum. stuff, then Absolutely. the momentum is going to mm -hmm. definitely bump this one up. They're smart. Captain Marvel just came out on DVD, and they're pushing that, and like it's very smart. Just anecdotally, too. Not anecdotally, but watching Endgame reaction videos that I, I've watched a ton of them online. Yeah. When Spider-Man comes out, yeah. the crowd cheers the loudest yeah. out of everyone that's, yeah. that comes back. Wow. Even in my theater, I remember going to Spider-Man got a, a gigantic roar. Gives me chills just thinking about it. Uh, so th there's a lot of things they do great uh, with the Spider-Man. 
uh, there's a lot of things they don't do great. Specifically, the fucking goddamn posters. Oh, shit. Why does this movie have the worst fucking posters I've ever seen for any movie? Just look, I get that he's in high school and you want to get the high school vibe, but does that mean you got to make him look like some fucking high school kid put the poster together in Photoshop? Yeah, uh, it looks like shit. The two posters they've given us, there's an IMAX one that's worse than like the one sheeter where you have Peter turning sideways, looking off one way. Yeah. Nick Fury is to his left looking somewhere else. Uh, and then Jake Gyllenhaal's Gyllenhaal looking at you. He's looking right at you. That one's bad. What the fuck is going on? And it just, and then it's the, like they're showing off Tom Holland's ass because people liked his ass better than the Brie Larson's ass. ass. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he wears the suit a little bit better. He's got a better ass than Brie he's Larson. Got, he does, he's a dancer. That's why. Does, right. Does a lot of pirouettes and squats. And then this IMAX poster is even more laughable because why did they do this? He's on there twice. Spider-Man. <laughs> I hate when you put characters on there twice, and it's not even once out of mask and one in costume. It's two different versions of a suited Spider-Man. The little black guy's just hanging out there, and this black Spider-Man suit going, hey, I'm in this too. I'm talking about Sam Jackson. Well, uh, well, no, that's not. (laughs) Please, Rugs. I was talking about the black Spider-Man. You call him little. The black (laughs) Spider-Man suit. Say what again? Uh, Anthony, how can you justify these? Like, what the fuck is this? They have, you know what? It's not even that I don't think they're um, the people behind them are all that untalented. I think there is a style that it seems now overall the Marvel posters. There's a style coming, an edict coming from someone higher up that's going. This is the way you're doing the posters. Follow this style because everyone is like this. And this is like the most basic Photoshop skills. These are just like poster factories. Yeah. Like marketing just gets the hold of the assets and they just start cranking bullshit out. Like, you know, yeah. it's just the IMAX one bullshit. is a little better, but if they took out Hall and Sam Jackson, I think that'd be better. Yeah, it's unnecessary. And there's just put it, I mean because the, the you can they're so obviously just Photoshop in there, and, yes. And different images than what was intended to be on there. Like the the lighting, the lighting doesn't is, even match. No, it's right. completely off at all. Right, like Sam Jackson is lit from underneath. Yeah. And Jake Gyllenhaal, that's a posed picture in front of a like a green yes. or a gray screen behind him. He's lit from in front. Sam's got edge lighting. Like it's just reeks of just fucking plop this here. It doesn't Sam matter. Sam looks like he's painted. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's just there's no thought. There's no artistry in this posters. Last week, uh, Anthony, when you were in here, we talked about that Wonder Woman poster. Did you get a chance? That was cool, right? Isn't it? It's a gorgeous. Lots of artistry. Really beautiful. Uh, and it's, it's different. simple. It's simple and it's different. It's not it's like, floating look, heads. Look at this armor yeah. and look at all these cool colors yeah. and smoke some weed. Look at these trippy colors and trip out. I can see a sailboat in there if I stare hard enough. <laughs> yeah. But they do. It's not a sailboat. It's a scooter, you <laughs> stupid a, head. I can't see it. Damn it. Uh, but these posters, they always put the like the big Ben is in the background and then the other location. It's just it's it's so dumb. Now, it's not all uh, horrible marketing. There are some bright spots in their marketing, specifically a set of banners they received re- revealed overseas. If you click this link, they actually got smart and they got boss logic to do a set of banners that when connected are form this huge mural. And uh, it's three of them that highlight the suits that he's going to wear. In the movie, and it's the iron spider suit and the uh, the noir dark suit and then the black and red suit. And uh, I'm just – these are great, and I'm happy fucking Boss Logic is getting some work because here's a guy that's been doing this, and you're putting out these shitty fucking Spider-Man posters, and you can just go to Boss Logic, and he'll make something cool for you. Did you guys look at the Boss Logic stuff? What do you, I'm looking at it what right do you now. Think yeah. 
Oh, these different suits. Yeah, there's three banners: black and red suit, Iron Spider. Those are good. Yeah, stealth suit. And then if you connect those, like it all connects. There's like one big mural. Oh yeah, that one's very. I mean, it's well done. Yeah, those are cool. I mean, there's composition. It's better than what we have. Yes. <laughs> I'm not jizzing all over it, but it's it's better than what we got. When, you, yeah. when they give you these fucking shitty Photoshop things. So, uh, July 2nd, uh, get ready to uh, go thwip thwip. For Spider-Man. For Spider-Man. Geek boner. Big geek boner. And I've stopped. Spider-Man. There's all these uh, TV spots out, and, and I've not watched. I'm trying not to watch. I don't know what's going to happen. I don't know what's going to happen. Oh, uh, yeah. There's these TV spots are ruining the shit out of this are. movie, too. Yes, they're doing Stop that again. Stop it. They keep. Uh, they don't watch TV. <laughs> don't put the movie on TV. Uh, last thing in the news coming out this week. Here's your watch alert. This will be out when this show posts, and it is season three of Jessica Jones on Netflix. The last season of Jessica Jones. The last season of Marvel on Netflix, and they finally put out a full, like two minute trailer, giving us a good taste of what to expect, Anthony. What do you think of this one? We got a serial killer just hunting her down. Trish looks like she's wearing a ninja outfit. What's going on in this? You know, I, despite the trailer showing us who the bad guy is and what kind of what the the vibe of the show, I still didn't really couldn't get a read on it. I do like that it's a serial killer, yeah, per se, and that um, it's someone that might be challenging her in a different way, yeah. Um, but I still don't have a feel for it, to be honest with you. I mean, the, the 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 stink or the the aroma of that first season still lingers over everything. So until I see something you know, that some, some episodes, yeah, yeah where yeah. where it can get to that level, I'm going to be skeptical. Rugs, this seems to retread like the usual. Like she's a drunk and she doesn't have her shit together, and this guy's calling her out, says he doesn't deserve it. Uh, what do you think? Does this guy look like uh, he's he's going to be a, a good villain? I don't know. I think they got something else in the tank. Uh. And this is just like a little bit of a. Uh, okay, look over here. There's this bad serial killer, but there might be more to it. I think there are, there is more to it. So I'm hoping that there is. If there isn't, then who knows? What it's a misdirect. What do you think of Trish uh, finally kind of becoming Hellcat, even though they're not going to put her in a cat outfit, of course? Yeah, I think that she's really the bad guy. But like, um, yeah, so or somebody else. But like. Yeah, she's coming into her own as Patsy Walker, the Hellcat. She's doing a little uh, ninja action. I actually I know that um Kristen Ritter directed the uh an episode where it's mostly Hellcat. Oh, for so, this season? Oh, yeah. 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 This looks like it could be <laughs> Yeah. yeah. That's a fact. Yeah. Yeah. Take to the bank. I'm gonna miss these shows, you know, watching this. Uh, what a last run. one! It's the last one, and uh, this was one of the better. Well, you heard about that Hulu thing, right? Yeah, but who knows? Everything is up in the air over there. They they're open to it. Is that is that what you're talking about? That they yeah. were open to it? They're open to more cocks. Uh they they'll take the cocks. I don't know if they'll take anyone else. They take Charlie Cox. Yeah, uh, Charlie Cox. But uh, I don't know if any of the others will cross over. Now, this bad guy, his name is Gregory Gregory Salinger. And I had to actually look up. I was like, is, is, he a there, real character is there a Gregory Salinger? There is. Gregory Salinger is the names, one of the names of a villain that's actually uh, in the Spider-Man universe. He's fought Spider-Man, and it is Gregory Salinger was a fool killer. Geek boner. He's one of the fool killers, uh, and he was. Uh, uh, oh, yeah, who is he? 
A uh, fool killer? Fool killer. Is, there was a couple of people that played this character called Fool Killer. Oh, I know Fool Killer. Didn't, he had his own book, didn't he? I think he did for a while. This version, Gregory Salinger, he went to Empire State University, and Peter Parker was the TA, and they kind of bonded. They liked each other. He was a psychology student, but then he, uh, I don't know, snapped and went crazy. It went bad. And also was worked with Deadpool in Mercs for Money. But yeah, Gregory, this one looks more like a serial killer than a psychopath. It could be. I don't know if it's the same. I don't It'll know. probably be a, a amalgamation of a bunch of different characters that played this fool killer guy. Yeah, I mean, they didn't call Bullseye Bullseye, right? In the thing. They're not going to call no, him never fool killer. To, yeah. No, yeah, they never referred to him as Bullseye. They don't even refer to like Daredevil as Daredevil in the series, really, no, do yeah. they? they? They don't. The Netflix stuff doesn't embrace... The, the, all the comic bookiness. I'm the Iron Marvel. Fist. I'm Danny Rand. Except for that one. Except for that one. That was a little too cheesy. <laughs> but I'm the Iron Fist. Protector of Kun Lao. So it's kind of cool to see them going obscure into like a f- obscure fool killer character, but it's probably loosely based. Kun Lun. Sorry. Kun, Kun Lun. Kun Lao. Kun Lao is the great Chinese food place down the street here, man. Kung Pao. Kung Pao. They make a mean dumpling. They have... A fool killer that looks like Deadpool now? No, he was with... He works with Deadpool. Yeah, and he, oh, he works with Deadpool. Mercs, Mercs for money or Mercs... Mercs uh, for money. Yeah. yeah. But uh, the fool killer was also always a weird a weird valid. I remember reading that. I just remember he used to wear like a hat. Yeah, he had like a big it fancy like hat. A little bit. And then now they streamlined him and just put like a regular mask on him. But... Uh, yeah, they should have the hat. Put, put him in a big hat and scarf. Give him a the pirate hat yes. and the pirate boot. And an eye patch. That's, yeah. I don't know what we're talking about. All right, look, let's take a break here. We're going to play some promos from some fun, friendly podcasts you should check out. And we'll be back with a Dark Phoenix spoiler review right after this. After these messages, we'll be right back. We'll get you back to your regularly scheduled podcast in just a minute. But we wanted to introduce ourselves. I'm Jason. I'm Jeff. And I'm Blake on this highly produced advertisement. That's right. It's the History of Bad Ideas, a.k.a. Hobie. Uh, you can find us on Twitter at Bad Ideas Podcast and on Facebook at the History of Bad Ideas. But if you like a podcast uh, roundtable with three to five guests, usually every week, depending on sick leave, uh, talking about all things geek, including movies, TV, I ain't getting paid for this shit. Blake bitching about something and ranting, uh, and comic books and anything else that we can think of. We have a top five list every week, along with a box office news, and somehow we have listeners, so they send us some feedback we answer every week. You can find us on iTunes, Stitcher, Facebook, Spotify, and any good podcast app, because if you can't find us on that podcast app, it's not a good podcast app. Damn straight. Roger says goodbye. Goodbye. Called the Working Man's Nerdist, Tales from the Fandom is a weekly podcast where David talks with a guest about the fandoms that they love. Whether it's classics like Star Trek, Star Wars and Tolkien, or new ones like Game of Thrones or Harry Potter. Anime, books, TV shows, movies, role-playing, video games, cosplay and more are discussed. Each episode is different, based on the guest. No fandom is too big or too small. Subscribe to Tales from the Fandom and join in on the fun. Listener, if you enjoy the show and want to support the show and you want more show, 
Visit jockandnerd.com slash Patreon and join our awesome fan club. Jock and Nerd! Uh, you get access to an exclusive RSS feed that has all the shows coming out early, this show, the spinoff show, and tons and tons of bonus content. There's jock talks. There's movie reviews. There's instant reactions. Like uh, our, our, our supporters this week heard mine and Anthony's separate instant reaction to Dark Phoenix after seeing the movie sign up you'll be helping us out we'd appreciate it lots of tears lots of fun stuff jogger.com slash patreon let's get to the review dark phoenix spoiler alert here it is strap yourselves in you fucks spoiler time good oh boy here we are okay we gotta talk about this movie this is the 12th x-men movie from fox dark phoenix uh, with the same cast from the last two movies, second attempt at this storyline, sitting on Rotten Tomatoes right now, 23%. Oh, uh, 4.6 out of 10 average rating. Now, in the scheme of Rotten Tomatoes and X-Men movies, this puts this uh, dead last, which is... Uh, so surprising that above this movie are X-Men Origins Wolverine at 37% and X-Men Apocalypse at 47%. Uh, the lowest rated. Uh, and the, there's a lot of franchise firsts, but not in a good way for this movie. Lowest rated Rotten Tomatoes X-Men movie. Also, first X-Men movie not to open at number one. Unbelievable. Uh, opening weekend makes $33 million following way short of, we thought, 50 at least. That's, that was worse than Godzilla. Yes, worse than Godzilla. $15 million worse than Godzilla. Yeah, wow. And there's no production budget, but I imagine uh, they spent probably $300 million on oh, this. They, I think I read a report. Here, let me... Let me look it up real quick. Give me three hundred million, you think? Yes, because I, first of all, I've kind of been obsessed they had with to the behind the, the entire scenes. Thing, yeah. Yes, There's a lot of that film. They, they were you were the whole ending is different. They pretty much made two movies. Apparently, there is another whole cut of this movie. They had huge sets they were building. None of it is in the movie. Wow, they had yeah. to wear a year between reshoots to get all the people back. Jeez. Wow. So, yeah, based on a deadline, Hollywood estimated the film would lose the studio between 100 and $120 million. Yep. It's going to lose money. Worst domestic opening. Right now, it's at $41 million domestic worldwide, $145 million. It was beaten out by Secret Life of Pets, too. Oh, boy. Jesus Christ. Listen, we said last week, it's a crowded summer. Yes. Uh, but on top of that, uh, this movie... The stuff surrounding this movie well, is more interesting. But before we get to any of that, well, I can I can tell you why the box office. Okay. The, the first off, people are tired of this X Men franchise a little bit. But, you know, but number numbers two and three. Number two, um, the bad reviews. Yeah, that really doesn't hurt help. It, hurt it. And third, you know, with bad reviews, com- compounds the fact that people were tired of it, so they're not going to go see it. But also, a lot of people know that. This is a lame duck movie. Yeah, yeah. So what? You know, what's the point of even seeing it? Well, the Disney Fox thing being so public it's is over, another yeah. stab in the movie. Uh, bad word of mouth. Uh, it's a very weird situation. A bunch of circumstances surrounding the movie. That unfortunately, the movie does take a lot of flack from this. Whether the quality is there or not, some of it deservedly, some of it maybe not. Some of it's a little harsh. Now, cast and crew. This one written and directed by Simon. Kinberg. This is his debut. 
So here's the other thing. This is his debut, directorial debut, but he has directed before. Oh, I just said butt rucks. Uh, yeah, you said it a bunch of times already. Listener, here's a drinking game. Every time I say butt, take a drink. I'm, I've been doing it. Okay, you should me. be drunk by now. Kinberg had to step in on Days of Future Past and Apocalypse because Brian Singer had a tendency to just kind of not show up uh, when he was supposed to on yeah. set. And so... The the all the actors' contracts were up after Apocalypse, and because it was Kinberg, because he won them over, they all fucking re up for this one last movie. And I don't know if they're regretting that. And I also well, don't think the movie that we got is the movie that no. he was going to make. We'll get into it in the review, yeah. but I actually read that Kinberg had intended for this to be the start of a new trilogy with the young X Men, and then once the Fox Disney thing went through that put the kibosh on this because Disney was like, yeah, this is it. Yeah. This is your last one. And you can tell, yes. uh, we'll get it to it in the review. Yeah, but you, can, uh, you can, you can tell in moments yes. when the Disney was like, yep, it's over, which some of that reminds Wrap me shit up. of fan fantastic Josh Trank's movie, where you can clearly see the point where the studio comes in and just starts making the totally different movie. Uh, it's unfortunate. Uh, back to the cast. Uh, you got James McAvoy returning, Michael Fassbender, Jennifer Lawrence, Nicholas Holt, Sophie Turner, Ty Sheridan, Alexander Shrip as Storm, Evan Peters, Quicksilver, Cody Smith-Fee as Nightcrawler, Jessica Chastain as the bad gal, and uh, there's your uh, main cast, all cast returning from Apocalypse and Days of Future Past. Uh, yeah, the, it's so there are so many things I want to discuss about the making of the movie. I'm going to wait. Let's just get our opening thoughts out. The actual movie, what we were showed on screen. I saw this on Sunday and it's now Thursday and I've pretty much completely almost forgotten this whole fucking movie. So rugs, you saw it most recently. Yeah. Why don't you start? Give us your opening thoughts on this movie and what was going through your head. I was very um, confused. That's a good word. Yes. About why they decided to do this things at the the end, especially, um, why they did it that way when they could have done a million different things. Um, I don't think it was directed poorly or anything like that, and I don't think it was like cringy, but it was just eh. Yeah, you know, I'm I don't know. I don't really. I think I enjoyed this more than Apocalypse, actually. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I think I enjoyed this more than um. Uh, I guess that X Men Origins. Yeah. Um. So I don't think it was a complete piece of dog shit, but I don't. I, I just think it was just meh. Like there was nothing special about this movie. There was no like standout action sequence. There was just a lot of um Sophie Turner looking like she was squeezing an imaginary apple <laughs> between her hands. Yeah, that's it. A lot of people holding their hands up in action scenes. Yeah, that's yeah. basically what you get when you see this. Uh, all right, Anthony, opening thoughts coming out of this. It's a weird movie to kind of put your finger on. You so know, I'm, I'm reading a deadline yeah. review on yeah, this, or yeah. a deadline reason on why the box office was the way it was. I'll yeah. link it in here because yeah. I think it's really good. Yeah. And it provides a lot of information as the behind the scenes on this stuff. Well, I've read a lot of articles about the behind the scenes, yes. Um. But one of the things, so before I get into my opening thoughts, one of the things I read was that a lot of the reason for the tone and 
um, why there's not a ton of action is this movie was ever never actually intended to be a summer blockbuster. That is correct. This was supposed to be a moody, um, dark tone movie. More that psychological was released, right, character that was released study. in February. And so getting into my thoughts, the movie is interesting because you definitely, for about, until the end of the movie... You do get that vibe, especially with I believe it's Hans Zimmer that directed yeah, the, the music. The music, the music's pretty music's great, pretty good. Yeah, yeah, um, and it definitely captures that mood. Like when I was watching this, I was going to myself, "This isn't like a summer superhero movie. This is a very toned down kind of psychological carry remake yeah. sort of feel." Yeah, yeah, and I was kind of digging it. So overall, the movie I do like it better than a. I don't think it's a shitty movie. Um, but there are things that doom it from the start. The the fact that Disney bought um, Fox, you can tell that the movie has just been changed and hacked up. Yeah. Um, to end the move, to end the series. Yeah. Um, and we'll get into the ending later. Um, but the, the big thing coming into this movie, and, it, and even before Disney and all that, and you know, Fox, the big thing that really hurts this movie prior to that is the fact it's a flawed premise. Dark Phoenix for me is a story that they should have not gone to this early. Dark Phoenix relies on the fact that you give a fuck about Sophie Turner's Jean Grey. Yeah. When you've only seen her in one movie prior, they're they're relying on the fact that Jean Grey's been pop culture for a while, but we don't know this version of nope. Jean Grey. Nope. So to follow a character that immediately descends into madness and care is already flawed. Yeah. So in that sense, the movie was going to f- fail from the jump. But overall, it's not a shitty movie. It's just not memorable. There's just nothing. It's just some nothing. Like you walk into the movie, you see it, you're like, oh, okay. You instantly you forget walk out, it, and then yeah. it's, it was done. That was it. I think that the biggest mistake that they made was that not enough Jean Grey, and like this movie is about Jean Grey, but you don't really stay with her at all. It's all about people reacting to what she's doing, and. She's going through something really major, right? She's like, finds out that her dad's alive. She has these powers. She can do anything she wants. And, but we don't really like, do you feel like you have a grasp on Jean Grey? You don't. No, no. you don't. At all. No, you don't. Because, movie. because they're, they're banking on the fact that you have knowledge of just Jean Grey in general. Yeah. So it's very hollow char- character. Right. And then Sophie Turner doesn't really bring much to it either. Like, so, okay, you don't have a lot of script, you don't have a lot of screen time, you don't have, like, a lot of stuff to do. So maybe the way you emote and the, the way you react and and all that stuff brings something more to the character, and she doesn't really do much. She's just kind of like, let me not sound English, and that was what she had to do. <laughs> and me- she barely did that, so um, she really didn't bring like, anything to the role to you know, uh, you know, what? I, I thought she did an okay job given what they were given. Let, look, let's not forget this movie pushed back twice. Uh, lots of delays, lots of reshoots. My, when the movie ended, I literally was like, huh? All right, whatever. Uh, there are things that I liked. I thought the opening was strong. Uh, the bit with Jean and her parents and the, you know, the accident causing the death and the car crash. Yep. Very compelling. You know, you feel for her. Uh, and then even the opening NASA rescue, I thought was pretty good, even though there's a, there's just a lot of weird 
plot holes and decisions. Like they say, oh, the, the, the Blackbird can't go into space. And then they just fucking go into space and everything's fine, I guess. So I guess it can't go into space. Uh, but then the, the cosmic force, she pulls it in. It's just weird that it's not fire. You could tell they changed so many visual effects that may, maybe it was fire. I actually I like this cast. It's a shame. This is just a waste of a good cast and a great Dark Phoenix storyline. The irony being Simon Kinberg co-wrote X3, tried to do Dark Phoenix then. This was supposed to be him getting it right. And uh, it's, it's, and it's I don't know. I don't think it's completely his fault the movie ended up this way because, yeah, it's hacked. There are – you can look up uh, screenings from people who saw a completely different movie right. like a year ago. Well, I'll, I'll say this. Simon Kimber didn't do a bad job, but he didn't do anything memorable either. It right. was yes. just kind yes. of shot. Yes, it, yes. It was, <laughs> it was yes. just shot just competently yeah. enough. Um, I will say that on the good side, I was not – looking forward to seeing this movie yeah. i was actually kind of mad that i had to spend yes. time in the movie theater yes. for this and when i was watching the movie i was so, slowly kind of wrapped into it yeah. so i think it did a decent job of presenting a premise that i could get behind another fatal flaw though is if you think about continuity oh, at God. all it's they, yes. so badly botched at this point the fact that they started a first class in the 60s yes. and decided to move from the 60s to Days of Future Past, the 70s, to Apocalypse being the 80s, and now this being the 90s. 1992. And you have a, a scene where Jean Grey is talking to Nicholas Holt and going, remember, we used we were the last ones of the first class. Really? Remember when we used to do that? They're kids. Like something along the lines of, look at those kids having fun. Remember we used to throw parties? And both of those actors and actresses look, look the like same the, age yes. as everyone else. They look like they're 25. Like, I'm like, how are they 30? 30 years older. How, how are, why did we make Professor X, Mystique, the Beast, a Beast, and Magneto all the same age? Why are they all in the same first class? Like, what is going on here? So, if you think about that at all, you completely lose yourself. These people you lose should the be movie right away. way, way older. I'm- it's. it's st- idiotic decision making by the studio to, mention, to, to, do, to yeah. do a decade jump every movie not to mention the fact that i guess in about eight or nine years uh mcavoy is supposed to age up into patrick stewart he's supposed to look like patrick Fast, stewart Fast in Bender years, is yeah. gonna look like ian mckellen right nicholas ian mckellen looks like he's 105 in 2000 <laughs> nicholas holt will turn into kelsey Grammer. I guess. Right. Oh my God! There's a, yeah, it's just you can't even think about it. It's it hurts. one of those where, like, if you, you have to ignore. Is it, it supposed to tie to the first X Men? Well, it's supposed sort to of. loop around back to there, but does that all that no, even happen? That all, that all that's erased. Yeah. So it it isn't supposed to tie in necessarily, but at the end of Future Past, this the last scene is with the original cast of yeah. X Men. Um, Marsden and Famke it, Jansen. It's not even even if even if it doesn't loop in there, it doesn't make sense that Jennifer Lawrence is aged thirty years. And her makeup looked weird. I think she went more CGI, so she didn't have to put the blue shit like on. I don't makeup. I don't know. It was like really grainy. I do. I do have another point. I don't mean to. Uh, oh, go ahead. What else did? Um, yeah, yeah. Another flaw for me in this movie. Again, I didn't actually hate this movie, yeah. but I the, one flaw is for me is the fact that they just went out of their way to completely make Professor X an asshole. I, I mean, I kind of like that he was a dick, but, uh, they, but why? Why? Uh, well, why is that? Why is what? What does that do for Professor X? Why make just, him a complete asshole? Know. We've never seen that before, I guess. I mean, why make him? Well, not a complete asshole. A selfish gets, asshole. Yeah, he gets arrogant and full of himself. Uh, and uh, that we already had a selfish version of Professor X in the first 
for in first class and in Days of Future Past, where he's on and like he's kind of you know not found his way yet. By this point, you should have he should have his way. Yeah, I don't know. I didn't feel I didn't like that character progression for him. And the whole state of it was very confusing. Like they were heroes after the space mission, but then people were still coming after them and chasing them. And like, what the cops just show up for no reason so many times. Like there was a lot of confusing as the Girdwood rugs. I had the same lot of confusing things. You could tell things were cut out. Yeah. Uh, but again, it, it, it had a few brief moments of like fun stuff. Like, what I, did you think of Dazzler? I like, I was just going to bring that up. I kind of like the, the Dazzler cameo when they were in the woods and they were having their party and she's the one playing the music oh, and, and gotcha. running the lights. Uh, and that was Halston Sage from uh, the Orville. She's on the Orville. I was like, oh, shit, Dazzler. And there's a bunch of other mutants that you don't really get to meet. But you don't really get to meet these guys either. Kinberg is like he directed the action competently. But all the dialogue, like two shots where it's just people talking, which is so boring. There's not really a ton of action, though, other than the end. I mean, yeah, I it guess. It doesn't need to have a lot no, of action. No, but did it need it, actually? Well, what it just... That's what makes it even more, uh, uh, I guess, more meh or more like kind of milk toast. Is that there's nothing that so you come away with this movie and what's at stake here is that she's got this cosmic power, the power of God, which basically. didn't she already have in the last movie? Yeah, that's confusing as well. Uh, so that you have that, and then you have that the fact that with the power of God, I guess you always have eye makeup on and and fake eyelashes on. And um, <laughs> for some reason, Jean Grey has always got fake eyelashes on. She's always and, done and they're so visible yeah, too. They're not yeah. like you know you can't notice them. You can totally just when you watch this movie, just look at her eye makeup. It's I just, did not oh, notice very, that. It stands out like as way too much. Um, and she has it on all the time. It's very weird. <laughs> okay. Um, but she has like this god power, and she doesn't. Really, what does she do with she it? Doesn't really do anything. She with like it. squeezes yeah. an imaginary thing. And then makes things move, and that's it. it floats like, in the air. I would have liked to see some really fucking badass shit. So I like, mean, there's some. Uh, but it, it was like I think it again. I think it wasn't intended to be this yeah, epic thing. Yeah, yeah, it was supposed yeah. to be this character study. It was basically Carrie. Yes, with X Men. And do we do we save her? Or there's one some people that want to save her, and some that want to kill her. That was it. I mean, but a lot of it reminds me of Captain Marvel also in terms of there's a girl with a power she can't control and she's I her identity. Know, I didn't really, I didn't really well, see they the had Captain the, Marvel My stuff. emotions make me strong. Yeah, that whole thing. I didn't really uh, see but the the much of the yeah, Captain the Marvel stuff. Yeah, the thing is a good analogy, too. It reminded me a little bit of the Captain Marvels. Uh, so, like, one action scene is literally them. It's not Captain Marvel. Cr- it's not. It's a no. little bit. It's a little bit. It's, it's a little, a little bit. It's more. Captain Marvel didn't have the whole carry aspect. Like. For me, I got the vibe that Losing she control. was just a loose cannon the yeah. entire fucking movie. Well, and it all, it kind of starts, but it's so inconsistent because at first when she gets the power, they come back and she's like, I feel great. This is the best right. thing ever. Right. And then at the party, she freaks out a little bit. You know, it's not really, cl- everyone's down, but it's not like they don't explain what happened. And then the next time you see her, she's like, I can't handle it, Scott. I can't, I can't, I'm going to hurt you. Like all of a sudden out of nowhere. Uh, but I do, I did enjoy, and of course they do the thing again where Xavier is suppressing stuff in her mind to keep her from the truth to kind of control her, which they did in the other movie when it was 1986 and it was fucking Patrick Stewart and Ian McKellen DH'd. Uh, they, she goes to meet her father and then just the cops show up. 
I didn't understand why the cops showed up out of nowhere. But them putting the kind of spoiling the death of Mystique in the trailers when it happens in the movie, you kind of know it's going to happen. So that sucks all the air out of that. Yeah, she's like the martyr. Yeah. And then they named the school after Jean Grey, the person who killed everybody. Right. When right. She killed everyone, and you should have named it after yeah, Raven. Yeah, that was strange as fuck. That's a, a, an after Easter Jean egg. Grey. I was like, you named it after her? Well, <laughs> the thing, too, is, so first off, Jennifer Lawrence is, at this point, completely phoning in her She looks kind of bored, yes, during this whole um, movie. But they did spoil that. Um, the fact that Mystique, I mean, is part of the X-Men is just so fucking strange. And like but the anyways, leader, yeah. She gets killed um, when that happens. So it's kind of bloody. That is the point. I watched Chris Stuckman's review yeah. and I, before the movie. And then I saw that scene and then he had made a suggestion that I do agree with. Yeah. They really should have just went all the way with this and made this an R-rated movie. It's, they should have yeah. just made it a brutal movie where she is just carrying people all like splattering people. Yeah, like just, randomly, just like disintegrating it, like, everyone. Like that scene where where uh, Mystique dies, that was it was kind of gruesome, and it, they, I was like, they could have just went all the way with this. Or she and just made it like all of them. you should have like been like, oh my fucking god, yes, she just yes. mutilated that. You fucking she pull, mutilated Jennifer Lawrence. You pull a Daenerys going evil kind of thing on it. No, yeah. I'm not. I'm not saying that. I'm saying like visually, oh, you go okay. not like a. She burns like the she entire town down. I'm saying like she like you see her guts yeah. coming out, oh, and you're like, Jesus. oh yeah. fuck, like Akira shit. Yeah, just fucking explode people. That that would have that would have resonated where you're like, oh, like this is a different it's not fucking gruesome movie. Enough. Yeah, yeah. yeah, I didn't think I didn't think if she was brutal enough. I needed you need like if you want to make this memorable. Yes, make yes. it R. Yeah, and make her brutal. Yeah, like make it so you're like. Oh my god, like what, she's ex- what's gotten into her? She's exploding heads and shit yeah. walking around. Yeah. So it is, ultimately, it's so safe, it becomes forgettable. That's yeah, really right. weird. Like, even the bad guys are generic. First yeah. of all, they're, oh, they're generic, so bad. They're generic aliens. So bad. Nothing special about them. They were supposed then, to be the Skrulls. Probably, and then, yes. <laughs> and then the woman who is the, the big bad. Jessica just Chastain, like a, yeah. She's Look. just like a middle-aged woman, and that's it. Like... Come on, like, where's the cool, like, there could be a cool character that's awesome. I was like, so you know, like, confused with this whole storyline. So, like, who cares? Like, she was so, could. they made it so that she seemed alien, but instead they just made her boring. Yeah. I, I listened to a movie Bob review. Yeah. And he suggested something that I think might be the case. He said that he thinks that Jessica Chastain's character was originally supposed to be, like, the devil on, um... Sophie Turner, Jean Grey's shoulder, like someone that only that Jean she Grey sees. could see. I, yeah, I read about that and before, I, and too. And I was like, yeah. that makes a lot of sense, because there's a lot of scenes where Jessica is just talking to her, yeah. Jessica that, Chastain's ter- yeah. character, and no one else notices that yeah. this creepy lady is talking to her. That would have been great if she was like the Phoenix Force inside her head right. talking to her, maybe. That would have made it a little more weird, too. But instead, it's just strange, and strange in a boring and way. Very boring. Apparently, this is the Dabari race of aliens, which is from the comics, and they were a planet that the Phoenix had consumed and killed, and the remaining survivors came looking for her for retribution. I, I, I almost am positive that, that they were supposed to be the Skrulls the, until uh, yeah, oh, Disney yeah. bought it Oh, out. yeah, and her character's name is Vuk, but here's the thing. Uh, you're absolutely right. They were probably supposed to be the Skrulls, and I believe she was originally going to be like Landra from the Shi'ar, uh, and they had to change that. The scrolls are a weird shared licensing right where you can generic skulls. I think the MCU had back then mm-hmm. when it was split. 
But the Super Skrull, which is a Fantastic Four villain, stayed on the Fox side. So they could have used a Super Skrull. Instead, it's something that you have no idea what these aliens want or what they're doing. It's right. Nothing is explained. What is they're their motivation? They're just completely shoehorned in there that they've been on Earth for a while. And once the, 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 the protagonists know they're aliens, why do they keep turning back into humans? Just fucking be alien. Everybody knows you're alien. Like, it was just... <laughs> so confusing now i did enjoy it the cheaper it is, cheaper. it is a lot cheaper and that I, third that last act was reshot so yes that la- and the you know the action in a close confined train car it wasn't that bad uh that was actually better than the end of apocalypse which, which uh, the action scene that i thought was atrocious yeah, in this yeah was the scent was the outsource the outside of the building in new york city by central park oh that was bad i felt like that whole scene was like so like what was that scene? Two thousand, like when they meet up in Central Park, where, where, they're, where they're, around, they're around the edge of Central Park, going to that building where she is. Yeah, oh, they're, they're oh. chasing it. They're chasing each other to get in the building. Yeah, oh, that's right. That was the worst action sequence I've ever seen, like in recent times. <laughs> uh, I couldn't really follow was. it either. Yeah. yeah. Number one, for some reason, they Simon Kimberg or whatever the fuck his name is thought it would be cool that that Magneto would spend about three minutes trying to raise. A subway car <laughs> oh yeah like who gives a shit like it's that's not cool right. that's not a cool visual that i wanted oh did you see when he lifted the sub and get the fuck out of here i mean he could have used the cars that were on the street there but he's like now i'm gonna get fancy pull this thing out of the ground it also was just weird because you had just seen that his p- power meant nothing compared to phoenix and now he's raising the subway cars if okay that's gonna stop her this is my weapon now i think it was just to block it was the, the door. Block yeah. entrance it was yes really yes. pointless <laughs> and there's a it's lot like don't do something like that and then hey, for no reason i it's, will say i will give him credit for i loved how they use nightcrawler's powers i thought he was well used uh cyclops to some extent was well used he's blasting stuff uh mm. beast i thought was kind of he he did some cool shit uh the the nightcrawler shit was cool because when you got a teleporting guy that's you got to use him he, there's a lot of things you could do I, I would disagree and say nightcrawler was the only one that they used well but uh, so and did you guys mind that quicksilver the best part of these movies the quicksilver scene he starts to do his scene and then the studio is like nope we don't got money for that we're just gonna stop it right here he doesn't even get a fucking it's, moment it's so silly that they just the, the last scene you see of him is just him getting pulled away in a gurney and then it's like nope we're not even gonna acknowledge that <laughs> what's wait, it's it. what happened it's over. to him You're, he's just gonna gurney away that's the last time you'll ever see quicksilver storm ditched some shit i thought she uh they they there was a little well, good probably use of the storm. best storm outing that we've yeah. seen in a while yeah since she uh, really helped yeah, out a lot wise, yeah yeah, yeah. No, that that last scene is just you can tell like it's the studio probably saw what this guy the direction they were going they're like we're releasing this in the summer yeah we need a big third third act yeah and, and that third action scene isn't bad it's it's actually like pretty decent and for the first time ever you get to see the X Men fighting something different than just the X Men yeah which is an yeah. interesting twist aliens and you know you see them in space and there's a, a sense of like team fighting and but the thing is is like the that last action scene even though I just praised it yeah. It's not consistent because you're seeing the aliens get shot up by bullets and not die. But then, like, Nightcrawler. Sometimes they die. Sometimes they die. <laughs> and Nightcrawler stabs them with his tail and then they die. And then they die. And then, but then, like, Magneto can fire them against, like, throw doors at them and they die. But then sometimes they don't die. Like, yes. It's like, wait, what kills them? No one, no one could define what kills these things. 
Jean was uh, disintegrating them a lot like Thanos, too, at the end uh, when she's grabbing. I thought that was kind of badass, the way she's just blowing them to pieces. Uh, except I did not like the crackly uh, CG on the face. Uh, it didn't really do much. But uh, uh, I don't know. That's really all the memorable. There's barely any memorable parts in no, this it's just movie. A forgettable it's just, movie. You like that she becomes a phoenix dragon? Oh, yes. And then as if to allude that there may be another movie... Uh, you get a little bit of a, a, a phoenix uh, in the air in the background as a closing scene, but like this. No, I don't think they alluded that. I think they they clearly made it so that this is the last movie. Was there a post credit scene? I didn't no. even wait. Okay, no, there wasn't. I mean, what by and what I mean by that is she be, she go, becomes a phoenix. They immediately cut to the school being happy again. Right, it's Jean Grey School, her. which is yes. Not only is it in, you know they should have made it the Raven School if they were going to change the name, but. She's only been in school for like a couple of years and she like well, it's been killed ten, 10 years since the last someone. movie. It's like, been yeah. 10 years technically. Whatever. And then so then they like show it as if like the school's thriving again, blah 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 blah. And then they do the scene where Professor X and uh Magnet are playing chess. Again, yes. Which is from the I believe the first film. Yep, yep, at the very end. So it's like that bow on everything. But it's like what? <laughs> You're like, like uh He's retiring. James McAvoy's like thirty-five. And was that Genosha, where where Magneto was, is never made clear. Uh, No. Oh, that little city. Yeah, where he had all his bad guys. Yeah, it was like a little island. My favorite, honestly, my favorite thing was Magneto getting pissed and going, "I'm going to fucking kill her." Yeah, we we could use more of that. But really, why was Magneto even in this fucking movie? It was kind of a pointless role. The way this thing came out, he may have had a bigger role before there's or definitely maybe he wasn't even supposed to be in the movie possibly not that, but the, but I, I think it makes sense because she goes to him because she she's like i can't trust she needs Professor help controlling X. this yeah. yeah and she's kind of turning he's got a haven from you right turn so to the dark does. side the brotherhood it, may, of it does actually make sense that he's in the movie you know if you watch the first trailer the first couple of trailers there are so many scenes in those trailers that are not in this movie that hint at the other movie like i believe there was a bigger schism between the team and there was a clear like beast had joined uh magneto's side because she killed raven and they were in love and there was more relationship with so, with gene and scott and i believe the ending was supposed to, the other thing i read it was supposed to be a two-parter two movies he was yep. planning this to be two movies the end was a big un uh alien invasion at the un where everything gets destroyed. It was going to be the biggest set they ever made for any X-Men movie. And then Gene flies off into space to battle the aliens as they're invading. Similar to Captain Marvel. The other reason I think of this weird similarity, even though this was supposed to come out before, is the 90s setting. Except in this movie, you would have no idea what it's in the they 90s. no idea. There's the no, they didn't do anything with pointless that. Pointless as fuck. Yes, no costuming, no music. It made no fucking uh, difference. It doesn't need to be. It should have been like in the eighties or whatever. Like it was just stupid. Uh there is so many. Yeah, I mean, I don't. I don't even know. I want. I want to get into like all the other things that were changed. Um, I don't even think it's. It's one of those movies where <laughs> we could. Disc- I mean, if you want to keep going with it, we can. Yes, but it's not. But it, there's no point. There's no point. The movie. The literally the franchise is dead. Yeah. The, this movie w- was a throwaway. Yeah. 
They yeah. didn't give a fuck about it. No, Why are yes. we going to spend exactly. time ana- analyzing a movie that they clearly didn't give a fuck about anymore? Yeah. You can tell by towards the end of the movie that they just don't care. And like, you can tell yeah. they, they got told, wrap this movie, this series up. It's all over. This is done. It's going to Marvel. Is this the Dark Phoenix, Imran? Uh, what do you mean? No, the character? Is this like what you imagine the Dark Phoenix to be? No, there's no after- fire. She wasn't even on. There was like, you know, at least in Apocalypse, they made it look like fire. Really? They- is, that all, is that all that defines the Dark <laughs> no, Phoenix is not. fire? This is, it's a sad, uh, it's a sad, thin fucking. You need Wolverine there, don't you? You need Wolverine. You need the Hellfire you need, Club. You, need, you, need, you to, need the love triangle. You need the love triangle. You need to set up that Jean was a young uh, teenage girl when she came to Professor X's school, and mm-hmm. and she's grown up to. Uh, you need this setup that yeah, Jean Grey, for years and years in the comics, was a goody two shoes yeah, character, yeah. and was the girl that everyone had a crush on, and was basically perfect. She was the girl next door until, and then you need this force that's go that you got to establish that's going around the universe, eating planets and connecting with her. And they find each other. This is not the Phoenix again. Sorry, Simon Kinberg, you, you fucking missed it two times from the same guy. I'll ask you, but you rugs, is this closer than Last Stand to the Phoenix? It's closer than the last stand, I think. Maybe. Yeah. Mm, yeah. Well, I, I mean, there was a, there was the Wolverine part, right? Which, which worked. I enjoyed the last stand better because at least it was kind of memorable and it gave you. And she kills Cyclops. She does. I, I, yeah. Well, that's, <laughs> yeah, within minutes. That's true, right? At the beginning, but you had so I like kind of ruined it. You right had there. I'm the Juggernaut, bitch, which is I, always I memorable. Actually, I actually liked this better than last stand. Oh yeah, I gotta be honest. Yeah. Yeah, last stand pissed me off. <laughs> This movie kind of makes me mad, though. Really? Yes. This, because, why does this make you? Why are you this? Then why would you be invested enough to be mad in this? Because it's just I feel like the waste of this cast. That these people are really good. Oh, I don't think they care. And it's just a shame that this is what they got to put through. I mean, McAvoy is still like he's good everywhere. Like he's he's good. He's Fastbender is good. is good. And I kind of liked a little of what Sophie Turner was doing. I just it just seems so wasteful that okay. it just in, lays there that's what made me mad it's just forgettable and it just lays there and it does nothing it did nothing new that's why i was upset in, in that in that sense then i can see your point that's the only reason i was upset uh couple more details about oh so okay there's so many things really the, we're gonna keep going with no it? no about, <laughs> not about the movie that's the thing is this movie is like uh, you know, similar to Josh Trank's deal and BVS, the and Justice League, the stuff around the movie. It's not that bad. It's though. not, but it's it's more fat. It's more interesting than the okay, movie. Oh yeah, the, the stuff around it. Itself. Yeah, I was gonna say the movie itself is actually the, just no, fine. It's just fine. It's mediocre. It's there, but the stuff around the movie is crazy. Like part of the reason they had to change dates is because James Cameron wanted to move Alita: Battle Angel from the December later to that February slot because it didn't want to. Uh, uh, compete with that, and so they uh, moved <laughs> uh, Dark Phoenix for Lead a Battle Angel because it was supposed to, and that was like the day after they said it was coming out February fourteenth, and they moved it again. Uh, the marketing, so the fact that the switch was happening while this movie was getting pushed back and reshot, it's obvious no one knew how to market this movie. Uh, there's another. Theory that this this is why I think the Captain Marvel thing, Kevin Feige thing, 
comes into play when it finally did happen. This movie was going to come out before Captain Marvel. Show a female-led movie. Show a movie of a protagonist that gets a cosmic power. And, oh, and I think I had a point on the female thing. So yes, come I, back to me on this. I think Faiji was like, they're going to see this first, and then they're going to see Captain Marvel. He's like, oh no, no, fuck no. We're going to have to move this afterwards. I don't care if you did not. And that's why the movie was not designed for summer release. Yeah, what's your point on the female thing? Um, more cringe. Captain Marvel playing oh, I'm Just a Girl. Yes. Or Jennifer Lawrence going, this should be called the X-Women. <laughs> uh, we, we've we always seen so you. Much as we call the X-Women. I was like, what? Why Ooh. would you even bring that up? Yeah. That, so stupid. Ooh, they're, both, they're both equally. <laughs> if we, look, if she said that after he said something chauvinistic. Right. Then, right. okay. But just to bring it up out of nowhere, it's just like. I think well, I think that was I think uh, the Dark Phoenix more cringeworthy than I'm just a girl. I can allow I'm just a girl. They're both pretty bad. But but I, both. I, I, that, and I was like, wait a minute! I was just thinking, <laughs> I think you're tied. I was I was thinking back. I was going, wait, do the women even say like? <laughs> has this been a thing in these movies? I didn't even remember. Like it might be, but I was yeah. like, why even call attention to that? No, they're just checking off. This boxes should be the X- and Yeah, no, shit, it was clearly you know? a box check yeah. to, to nod to that crowd. Like, hey, we're thinking about you. That's why we're not throwing in X Men anymore. It's X Women. <laughs> yeah, and okay. uh, apparently there's no awareness. You know, the companies that track awareness for these movies, which is also explains the box office. This movie had a. It says there's a score of 75 of awareness. An X Men movie had never below 90. Uh, that Rocket Man Elton John movie had a higher awareness than this movie. So because of this muddled marketing, nobody really knew. Remember, every time we're like, oh, shit, this is still coming out. And yeah, but awareness and interest are not the same thing. That's true. I don't think this movie had either. No. It didn't have enough awareness to get interest. And uh, there's still I mean, one the more thing X-Men is too, movie is like, Apocalypse came out and was, was really bad. Really fun. Yeah. Terrible. Like, I think that really hurts things, too, because did anyone here see Apocalypse more than once? Like, when you see mm, a I don't think so. that's that dog shit, <laughs> yeah. and right. like, Takes a character that's so badass, it just makes him so fucking lame. It, yeah, it kills a franchise. Yeah, you can really, you could fuck up your whole shit. I mean, look at The Last Jedi. It did the same thing. It took yeah. a character that we all love, and then they fucking fucked him. And then Solo comes out after and takes a, a dive. Yeah. Listen, if you wanted to kill the franchise, I think they succeeded. So they done a great job. They did a great job. If that was your goal, because it's gonna get hey, rebooted listen, you anyways. Leave it on a low, as low a rung as you can. So when Marvel does it, it's gonna look. 10 oh my times god, even it's better. gonna be amazing when it, they it, finally do it. It is a shame. I'll say this: it is a shame that a franchise that's had you know ups and downs, but it's been around for 19 years. Yeah. X Men, which yeah. is a very valuable IP, it's a franchise that started a lot of yep. the modern blockbuster superhero and, and there are some good films in there some great actors that have been a part of this it's a shame that this is the last one that really ends it out on not even a stinker just a, a whimper a, a yeah it's, it's like a fucking queef yeah it's just <laughs> <laughs> it's just not even a fart it's a no, it's like they're blowing out a candle. Oh, what the and, fuck was that? Uh, that's well, look, I think this is a great. That's a great segue to rank and rate this movie and wrap this shit up. Oh, I don't. I don't even know if I can recommend people pay money for this. It's not no, really shouldn't. worth your time. It it adds nothing, brings nothing new. Unless you're a big Sophie Turner fan and you miss Game of Thrones and Sansa Stark. Yeah, why would you go to see this movie? I, besides completest. the fact that Imran told me to see it. Well, but. I think you'd have to be a b- pretty a big X-Men fan. The people who love the franchise want to see all like of them. Like, if you love 
if you love seeing Nightcrawler bamf a lot. Yeah, that was great. How often do you get to see Nightcrawler bamf a, a weird, lot? A very dorky looking Nightcrawler. <laughs> If you want to uh, see Nightcrawler use duct tape to keep the fucking space out of his uh, space costume. Oh, I, I got one more thing before we costume. get into the rankings. Yes. The last movie, Apocalypse, at the end, yeah. they're all in their colorful costumes. Oh, and I was yes. like, oh, that's. Let's talk about this. Yes. That's awesome. They're finally embracing it. Yes. Like, at, le- at least we're costume. doing this. Yes, from the 90s. And, the, and then we go to a worse version ah, of the first class costumes I did, I, that looks like. I don't even know what kind of fabric that is, but it's so obnoxious with that giant X. It's worse than the first one. Isn't not, it the Frank Quietly one the, with yes. Joss Whedon? Yes, which makes even less sense. It is based on the Frank Quietly design that was came out in the 2000s. This was the X-Men look in the 2000s. If you wanted to do a 92 movie, you make them, put them in the fucking Jim Lee costumes. Right. What are you doing? I did not like these costumes. Rugs, what did you think of the, the, the unified outfits? It was... Whatever it was like, I innocuous. Like I didn't give a shit yeah. at this point because I knew I wasn't going to get the regular costumes. I don't even remember the apocalypse costumes. To be honest with you, the Jim Lee costumes were they good? They, you know, you just saw them briefly at the very end. They were pretty. And it was, comic book, it was accurate, comic book yeah. accurate. You had. I need to find a picture of this. Yes, yeah, look it up, real quick. But it's it's literally at the very end. Apocalypse X Men costume. Couple more interesting tidbits. We uh, did talk about this last week, Anthony. When you hear, but they apparently they were rewriting this this movie on set. It was scrambling like day by day. Like there was constant rewrites. They were changing things on the day they would shoot, uh, and this had to be part of just changing the ending. Because it was mandated. Uh, and here is the best irony. Simon Kinberg didn't actually direct that third act train scene. Oh, oh shit. Nice. Yes. This a dude named, he was a stunt coordinator, Brian Smurz. He shot it. <laughs> because oh, I can see it. Yes. Yeah, so, I actually think it's a good job. He did. What did Kinberg yeah. do then? For this movie, besides uh, I, subway, the su- yeah, you brought the subway up to the top, and uh, I there was definitely another movie that had more shit fleshed out that may have been a better movie. But even those movies I heard were t- that move version of the movie was testing terribly, was like kind this, of a mess. They, they couldn't find a watchable version of this movie. Yes, no, they can't. So they just like oh, fuck, we're out of time. Right, just put it out. Okay, we can rank it now. Okay. Who wants to go first? Anthony, rank it, rate it. You got 12 X-Men movies. It, so yeah. Rank it there or rate it? Which one do you want me to go first? Uh, give me a number. So I was thinking about this because I was like, do I like this more than Godzilla? <laughs> oh, yes. And I was like, I might like this more really? than Godzilla. And then I was like, mm. but Godzilla, I like Godzilla. So I, I ended up settling on the fact that I think it's the same as Godzilla, which is like a 5.5 or a 5. Okay. Maybe it's really hard. Maybe closer to a four and a half. But I think I'll settle on the same rating I gave Godzilla, which is like five point five. Okay, five and a half. Where would you rank this out of uh, say twelve oh, movies? Fucking hell. This is hard. I mean, I, uh, there's four out of these twelve. There's like four, five, maybe six, seven good movies. Okay, well, let me let me put it like this. There's the good movies are. Um, Days of Future Past. Correct. Logan's the best one. Absolutely. Logan, Deadpool, Without Days of Future Past. Yep. X-Men 1 and 2 are get a lot of hype, but I actually don't think they're they're like just middle of the road movies. Okay. First Class. Um, what about First Class? First Class is good. Yeah. First Class is very good. Then there's like the shitty ones, like yeah. Origins is bad. Yeah. Um, the Wolverine kind of. The, wo- the Wolverine's yeah, right. The Wolverine's good. 
Um, the Last Stand. Last Stand is bad. Apocalypse, Apocalypse is bad. Yes. So I think it's above. I think it's like if it's it's above those three. So would that, would that make it nine, eight, oh, eight so or nine? Also, not a complete dog shit garbage. Yeah. <laughs> I think my rating is now changed to a four and a half, oh, and I'm going to put this a, a nine oh, out shit. of twelve from the X Men. Nine movies. lower being Apocalypse. I'm forgetting Deadpool Two is a middle of the road movie. Yeah. It's better than this. Like oh yeah. No, Deadpool 2. So there's definitely three like three tiers. There's the high tier, the mid tier. X-Men movies are, tier. are, are really all over fucking the place. mixed bag. Yes, <laughs> they really fuck. are. If you think about not just the timeline, but the quality. The quality of these all movies. There's the too many place. of them. Yeah. There is too many. And it's, yeah, there is a lot. All right, Ruggs, uh, rank it, rate it. Give me a number. I'm not going to rank it. Okay. <laughs> it's too. I can't remember it in all the movies. I'll just let you know that my favorite X-Men movies are probably... Um, Days of Future Past and X2. I think X2 is on top. Days of Future Past, then the original X-Men movie. And then the next one down has got to be... Uh, Logan? What? Logan. What about Logan? Logan, and then we got the Wolverine. Deadpool. Then you got Deadpool, and then I don't know how it shakes out, but... First class this, up there. This is probably um, above X-Men Origins Wolverine and tied with the other one that... From uh, Rat Ratner. Oh, uh, X X Men Last Stand. Well, Apocalypse is at the at the bottom. I think. I would agree. It's, yeah. So, um, it's not the worst. It's just. But it's not, the, it's but it's the, not the middle. But it's not, <laughs> yeah. definitely not the middle. It's, yeah, it's towards the bottom. But like, um, now what? I disagree with Anthony about Godzilla. I think I would recommend people to see Godzilla over this. Um, people. No, what is a caveat to it? Like, uh, I'm not gonna like Joe Blow off the street or Jane Doe off the street to go see Godzilla. I wouldn't recommend that because they're gonna be like, "This is stupid." Yeah. But a guy who wants to see a a big Hollywood sure. effects movie, I would recommend over this because the at least you remember stuff in Godzilla. Yeah, the spectacle. At least after you leave great. and you go home, yeah. You know, I seen Godzilla three times, and I'm like, I'm, I'm happy to see it. Yeah. I saw it all three times. So I wasn't like, oh, I'm, this is a chore. I was like looking for more stuff to see. I was trying to get more out of it. I, I did. So anyway, this I don't think I want to see again. There's nothing for me to go back for. Yeah. So I'm going to, it's going to be less than what I gave Godzilla. I think Godzilla, I gave like a seven. Yeah. So I'm going to probably go a couple notches down, 5.5. Damn. Okay. Uh, I was, my gut instinct was also number wise. Five, five and a half, five. I'm like, this is a five. Uh, it's, you know, it's not memorable. Ranking out of 12, man, it's definitely bottom three. It's, it's tied with Apocalypse. For me, I enjoyed Last Stand a little bit better, and that's just partly because of, you know, hanging out with those characters. You felt a little more connected to those characters. It's got Wolverine. It's got Hugh Jackman Wolverine in it. Uh, so... This is, uh, yeah, this is like 10 or 11 or tied towards the bottom in terms mm. of ranking. It's a shame also because after X-Men First Class, they kind of had this timeline kind of rejiggered and fixed a little bit. It left in a great spot. And then the whole franchise should have ended with Logan. And then they just kept going and it just does, it does not work. Nobody wants it. And it's also a string of movies that nobody's asking for this summer. If you notice, like Men in Black International, I think is suffering the same fate. It's like 22 to 22 on Rotten Tomatoes. Another movie nobody really asked for that they're making. 
There's going to be another Shaft movie. Is anybody really asking for this? I don't know. I don't know how much money that's going to make. So, Oh, it's tanking. Yeah. I'm saying this movie will just keep tanking. This movie will just keep tanking. Try to ignore it. There's technically one more X-Men movie coming out scheduled for April, and it's New Mutants. But I, they still said they're going to reshoot that. So I don't know. Who knows what the fuck's going to happen if that's ever going to come out. Let me ask you this as we wrap this up. What lessons do you take? You are the MCU. You're Kevin Feige. Don't reshoot the movie. What? No lessons. <laughs> you take trying to bring the X-Men into the MCU. I would say maybe not so much focus on, like, Magneto and Xavier all the time. Yeah. I yeah. mean, like, it just makes no sense that. I think that one of the things that they do is they have a vision and then they try and do something completely different and then everybody can feel it. So at least if you're going to go down, fucking go down in flames with dignity. Yeah. You know, like let the Snyder cut fucking be made. Look, do we, does anybody like the new justice league movie? No. Yeah. So like, what did you do? What did you really rescue by fucking making it a shit? Just, you made it just another shittier movie. Another that was, hack job, yeah. That that doesn't have a focus, doesn't have an artistic vision. So it's like, stop doing that. Stop doing, like, make small changes, make an adjustment. If something's really bad, you can edit that out, whatever. But let's not, like, fucking just Frankenstein movies together. Like, the, the, this, everybody says it's normal, but I don't think it's normal. No, but it's becoming more and more prevalent yeah. <laughs> with these movies. Uh, Anthony, do you think they should focus on Wolverine if in the MCU or maybe more of a team effort? Would that be a, another lesson to take from this? Yeah, I would say you really... So what they've nailed in these movies is in Magneto, Professor X, Wolverine. Yes, well, I, what, over and over again. Over and over. They, they, they know how to do that. I, I, those characters are important, so don't completely ignore those characters yeah. but make you got to elevate the family yeah yeah the you need kitty pride in there yes like a good kitty pride yes. she's always good her dynamic with with colossus yep. and nightcrawler is great yep. and that was one of my favorite things of the books yep uh storm is very underutilized cyclops is very underutilized yep. as well yep. and what the where the fuck is Iceman? oh like, yeah there's no real like there's no ice man you know I don't care if he's which version of the Iceman you use, but like he's, he's a very OG. powerful character. Yeah, yeah. he has, he's got to be in there. I agree. I mean, if you're gonna go and gonna go OG, yeah, you're gonna have to get Angel in there as well. Yeah, put put in the Angel. Why not? I loved. Right. I kind of love the different versions of Angel we have been given, and always wanted to see more. And like you just never get that. But look, both you guys are right. First of all, this should be a family. Of course, we're right. Of you can agree. <laughs> uh, That's fucking awesome. Yeah. That's really Let good. me tell you something about Tony. Let me tell you about Tony. All right. Tony ruins lives. Right. <laughs> what they should do is focus on the family and Kitty Pride being your point of view as a teenager. Now you're the she's your point of view. You go in with her. These people are already established. You get to meet everyone and uh, give everyone a moment to shine. Well, you, you know what you're else. You, what else you're going to have to do? I don't. Sorry to interrupt. Uh, they have beaten into the ground that this is an allegory for racism right. and then LGBT mm-hmm, issues. Mm-hmm. You have to find another angle. Like you have, you, I mean, that, that can be a thing. It's part of the fabric of the thing though. But the, yeah, part of the fabric of the MCU is that there already are these superheroes. Like, oh, yeah. they're not going to be weird. Like, yeah. You can't be like lean back and be like, 
well, the mutants are weird. You yeah, have to yeah. figure out a different angle. And the different angle could be like the family issues, the fact that they go on a lot of wacky adventures, the yeah, X-Men. They yeah. go to space. They go to all sorts of different crazy shit. Different like, planets and shit. You're going to have yeah. to find a different overarching theme other than the fact that mutants are persecuted because they're different. I mean, the main thing is how are you going to explain uh, this group of genetically enhanced people all of a sudden in the MCU? Are they going to use the Eternals? Are they going to make it a thing so it's retcon that they were always around? Like, that's the one first hurdle, and that's really going to set the tone for how you're going to react to these now these new superpower beings that are even more different and special for their own reason. I don't know how you do that. <laughs> bring, it, bring it into the MCU. They'll figure something out because it's worked being separate and now, but again, who doesn't want to see Avengers versus X-Men and all these great storylines like secret wars that have all, all these characters be done on the big screen. Right, man. Cool. There's just so much great stuff in the X-Men universe yeah. that uh, has not even been touched. Yes. Yes. Cause they keep doing the same shit. Done, over it's been again. done poorly. Yes. So I don't know. There's, there's so much. There's you got Rogue. No, where that's a great character that's been co- completely forgotten. There's just so much out there. Just just Gambit. There's so many play. Yeah. So many players that we don't even really know in the way that they should be known. So I don't know. It, it, it it's their toy box to play with. So let's fucking see some good shit. Yeah. Let's see what let's see what happens when it's with the team that everyone touts as the team that knows what they're doing. I mean, Kevin Feige started his first movie he worked on with was uh, X-Men in 2000 with Lauren Schuller Donner. Uh, this is probably very personal to him. In the meantime, Fox, you did a, a decent job, decent to very good job giving us this franchise and a lot of memorable moments and a lot of fucking shitty moments, but we got a lot of great shit out of this. All right. Good stuff. My last comment. Yes. I have one thing before yes. we close the show. Yes. Is that there's too many fucking blue people? Oh, there were. I noticed that too. Like, they could have just gotten shot, rid of Mystique. In one shot, you have Nightcrawler and Beast and Mystique all standing next to each yeah, other. Yeah, it's like if you're gonna have like Beast, like have him not be the blue Beast. Have him just be like regular Beast. Wait, what? Because, was like, he not blue? blue? He was like gray. He was gray. In the original in the OG, he was just a big dude. Yeah. Oh, that's he right. Was he was like a that, big brawler, a wrestler yeah, kind yeah, of guy. Like, no uh, hair. Yeah, not like a big lanky dude. Right. Like a big dude that looked like that looks like a Beast. That that doesn't That's have like, right. big blue hair, and also you could tell that Nightcrawler and Beast's uh, makeup was like practical makeup, and then Mystique, I that didn't look the same. I don't know. I liked Mystique. Actually. Yeah, she looked like she actually looked like the comics. Her her face at least in it eight wasn't years, over, she's it gonna wasn't overly in, like. Texture. Oh, that's true. With all the little, uh, the little pieces. Look, in eight years, she'll be Re- Rebecca Romaine if she was alive, but she's not alive. She also, did. they love to impale people. Like that, the ending reminded me of the end of Logan, where he gets impaled. Yeah. Uh-huh. Uh, and there was everybody dies like a vampire. There's another impaling. Yeah. There's a lot of impaling. That's, that's the way to go. That's so you could still act, but yes. blood is coming out of your <laughs> right body through the heart. All right, let's get to news from the nation. <laughs> It's time for news from the nation. It's time for news from the nation. (laughs) Anything left? I think that's it. Okay, now that that's out of, we've aired that out. 
Uh, got a couple of uh, articles posted to our Facebook group, Jock Nation, by our awesome li- listeners. Anthony, I got some jock news for you. Jocktastic. Fiddlesticks Winterbottom, the third. Uh, breaking this news, posting this news. Justin Bieber wanted to fight Tom Cruise yeah. in the UFC. It was and, so strange. And Conor McGregor wanted to fight Mark Wahlberg and was going to pay for all of it. Yep. Uh, comment. Uh, apparently, it's come out that he's back yeah, down. So it, it came out that Bieber was saying that he was just joking around and that Tom Cruise was <laughs> up his. It was. I don't even want to talk. It was so fucking strange and so stupid. And I mean, he tweeted at Dana White. He's like, I'm Dude. trending. I'm trending. <laughs> yeah, it was. I'm just, back in, baby. How to stay relevant. It was just a call for attention that I'm. I don't even really want to put any <laughs> like, thought into. Really, Justin Bieber. That's stupid. exactly what it is. He's just looking for somebody to talk about him for five minutes. Exactly. Everybody thinks he's a complete loser. I'll tell you what, though. I would have paid money to watch that, and absolutely Tom Cruise would have kicked his ass. Oh, shit. No doubt. The dude hangs off of jets while they take off. Yes, he learned how to fly a helicopter for that last Mission Impossible movie. He's hung off. He, I w- if he had to fight Justin Bieber, yeah. he would learn everything about Justin Bieber. Like, Oh, yeah. He'd, go, he'd learn about, like... like how many pubes he had. Like he would learn everything about him and then destroy him. He would it. start singing pop songs and learn dance moves and then just break it out and beat that shit out of him. Yeah. Uh, I, will we ever see like a crazy celebrity UFC match, Anthony? You think that's anything will actually happen? Or it's, Who would you like to see? Yeah. I can't even. I mean, I, I, I can't even think about a celebrity that I'd love to see Justin Bieber get his ass kicked. That would have been great. <laughs> Maybe. I mean, I would never say never. The UFC did have CM Punk, who legitimately had n- no athletic background whatsoever right. that would qualify him for the UFC. Oh, shit. So if they would go that far, they might do a one-off yeah, celebrity thing. At that point, you're like, oh, you just have fucking sold out now, haven't you, of UFC? Uh, you just yeah. need more. Conor McGregor versus Mark Wahlberg. Who wins that one? Oh, Conor McGregor. <laughs> no doubt. It's not even that's stupid. Have you that's been, also stupid. Has anybody been to a Wahlburgers yet? Their burger joint? No, there's one in downtown Chicago. I saw there's one in Coney Island. I've never been there. I don't know if it's been any good, but hey, you would have had my pay-per-view money had this happened. I just (laughs) thought it was funny. Uh, Jimmy Shea writes in. He says, hey, nation. I think it's Shea. Shea? Like, oh, Shea Stadium. Like Shea Butter. Shea Shea Butter. Shea. Shea is the Muslim sect. I'm sorry. See, I, Shia LaBeouf? I'm Shia LaBeouf. No, 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 no. (laughs) I'm Sunni Muslim. Just do it. Shia LaBeouf is uh, he's a Shiite Muslim. Jimmy Shea, uh, like the butter. Hey nation, anyone watching Krypton? No, I just nope. started ah. watching it so I can get my money's worth out of the DC Universe app. Oh yeah, that's closing down, buddy. It's okay for a Superman show with no Superman, but I've got to get through it because in season two, yeah, Krypton gets a season two, but Swamp Thing gets canceled. No justice. They are introducing Lobo. My favorite space bounty hunter. Geek boner. I'm sure they will screw it up, but I never thought I'd live to see the day we get characters like Swamp Thing, Doom Patrol, Adam Strange, and Lobo on the small screen. What a time to be a nerd. Talking nerd. I'll agree with that last one. What a time to be a nerd. I watched half of the first season of Krypton. Actually, wasn't bad. I just never went back. There, uh, Brainiac's in it. Fucking Doomsday is in it. And you have Emmett J. Scanlon playing Lobo in season two. I put a photo in the show notes, you guys. What What do you think of our first... Emmett J. Scanlon. Emmett J. Scanlon, who was in... Sign me up. He was in a Marvel movie. He no, was anyway. in Guardians of the Galaxy playing Head Riot Guard. Oh. So... Ah, <laughs> uh, what Whoa. do you think of his look? Let me stampede to, toward my yes. uh, DC let, Universe let, app let, right now. <laughs> let me get some use out of that. 
I th- I mean, we always wanted to see Lobo on TV. He's a great character. The bastard. bastard. What do you think of this look? Does it make you want to watch the show? Probably not. I like how they painted his abs off. Yeah, yeah I, could, I was just you can obviously tell they spray painted his still, chest. They've, yes. they've painted on things. <laughs> it I mean, look I'm terrible. gonna do that. Yeah. I my my abs are drawn on too. So I mean, sci-fi canceled so many shows. This show did not get canceled, surprisingly. And they are going to develop a solo spin-off Lobo show for sci-fi rugs. Is that a good idea? Uh I don't know. <laughs> no. I mean, they're going to do it so low budget. It's not going to be worth watching. Uh, have you watched the second episode of Swamp Thing yet? Are you are you going to continue to no. watch? No. <laughs> no it's pretty good. It bad, huh? No, it's a good show. I, mm. I liked it. I think right, uh, the first well, episode was good. I don't trust your opinion on anything. Ask Rugs. Rugs, how's Swamp Thing? It's not bad. It's just I have no interest in watching Got it. Well, they've already canceled it, so. Yeah, it just. It's, it's one it, season. And it sucked done. the life. I mean, what? If, you know it's going to end wrong because they ended it on the tenth episode when they were going for thirteen. They shut so down I'm already production like, after ten episodes. I don't know if they got to finish yeah, the story. So why even bother? Yeah, that's it's like, really I'm only going to get disappointed. Why did they do that? Uh, the uh, some of the reasons were uh, that North Carolina, where they were filming, promised them forty million dollars tax rebate, and apparently that was wrong, miscommunicated. They were only getting thirteen million. Eight, apparently the 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 budget was eighty million, so that forty million would have covered half the budget. Once they figured out there was some error or somebody screwed them or fucked them, they were only getting thirteen million. They shut down production at ten episodes and then waited for the show to air and then cancel it. That's one of the stories I'm hearing. There may be other stories, but I think it's the politics of the business of shooting a TV show, uh, which they just need to find another place to build this swamp set. It may come back, but as Rugboy also alluded, Anthony, last week we talked about the fact that Warner Media may pull the plug on this whole DC Universe app. Yeah, it's going. It's gone. Because That's not they want May. their own. They're, they're going. They're losing too much money. Yeah. It was, they, they this didn't, app is pointless. It wasn't good. The app was not ready. They didn't have... There wasn't enough to consume. You can't just make a Netflix. You can't just do it because there's already is a Netflix and there's already a Hulu. Right. There's already a Prime. There's so many things. Too niche. Now, Disney... I I hope that they do it right, but I don't know. I you mean, don't. We don't know. Disney's, but they've got a lot more in their in their tank than what DC well, was going to put out. A lot more yeah. stuff. So I think that if they did the DC app inside of a WB app, then you'd have something because right. they own a lot of shit. So they own HBO. Anthony, let me ask you this: Would you pay for this uh, DC Universe apps like eight bucks a month? HBO fifteen dollars a month. If Warner releases an app that's $17 a month, that includes HBO, TNT, everything Warner Brothers owns, the CW shows, everything on the DC Universe app, is that worth the $17 a month price point? Maybe. Because they own... It's, it's, a, it, it's a, 12, yes. It's a, yeah, I'd say 17 seems like a lot, but it is a... That is a, a, an app that you can build with all that stuff that they're, they're, you, you just announced yeah. or you just listed. Yeah. That, it's a lot more of a robust. Yes. This is so shallow, this DC universe. 100%. WB has a lot of shit that they can put on their own app. Uh, so I like. I don't know if the comics will be there. Uh, I like that there's comics there. Not that I go read them all the time, but I just like that the ability is you like there. The, you like that you have the option <laughs> like if you ever option. wanted yes. to read a comic online. If I ever found time and I'm bored, hey, I can read I don't this think comic they did that right TV. either. Nope. I, I love that there's comics on there, but I don't like the way that they have them on there. 
It's piecemeal. So, There's 20,000 comic books on there now. But it just... Reading it, it can be a little clunky. It it doesn't... They, they haven't developed an app that allows you to really understand what you're doing with comics. I see. That is the, that is the problem. Think about it. Comics are such a daunting thing. There's so many series. There's mini series. There's continuations. There's branches. There's things that are tied into other things. There's crossovers. All of these things are there. And the way the DC app, they just kind of vomit them onto the screen. And you need, they need to be curated and they need to be like put into a, like here's this storyline. Yeah, read this properly. first. Follow here's this story arc. Here's this story arc. Yeah, and have them connect. And they didn't do the thing that I thought it was gonna do. Like, why would you have single issues just strewn about? Just show me the whole. Give me the whole story. Mm. Yeah, it's like I need this. Is read this section. Right, and this is this thing. And it, you know this run, and you get you get it. But they have like individual story like issues just strewn about. It's crazy. The one thing they didn't do that I really thought they should have and missed the boat is similar to on Amazon. They have the the X-ray mode of viewing where when you're watching something, you could pull up the cast pops up and there's little tidbits and little uh, background information of what you're watching. I thought they were going to do thing where you're watching Swamp Thing and then there's a little prompt that says, hey, want to read the, the, the best story arc of Swamp Thing? Click here to read now. That would have been great, and uh, they didn't do that. <laughs> that is not programmed in there. It would be cool if they had suggested reading yeah. based on what you watch. Yes. If you like this, you're going to like this. Now, yeah, read the source material here. They're still going to... So, Anthony, despite the fact that it's 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 canceled, they are going to release all the 10 episodes one week at a time. There's still Young Justice, second half of that season coming out. There is a Stargirl TV show still coming out. And maybe the Harley Quinn cartoon. I think it got pushed back. That was like an adult R-rated cartoon. Mm. They're still, they still got stuff that they're going to put out. I don't know how much longer. It hasn't even mm. been a year yet. Riveting has it? stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Then yeah, maybe not. the. Here's another riveting TV show from DC that's coming out that nobody asked for that maybe nobody wants. It's called Pennyworth. It will be coming out on Epics. It's a 10 part series. Uh, there, they just put out a trailer for the show about Alfred Pennyworth, Bruce Wayne's butler, before he's Bruce Wayne's butler. Oh shit! I, look, we got we've gotten all these Batman shows around the Batman. You want to see what Batman was before he was a kid? You get this show. Here's a Batwoman show post Batman. Here's Alfred before he's the butler. But everything but Batman. I think it's pretty funny. I'm waiting for the Lucius Fox show. Yes, give me the Lucius Fox when he was a little kid making yeah. robots. Uh, the synopsis logline for this, Alfred Pennyworth is a former SAS operative who forms a security company with young billionaire Thomas Wayne in 1960s London. Unfortunately, a mysterious villain named Bet Sykes takes issues with their new venture and kidnaps Alfred's new lady friend named... I'm going to give you guys one guess what this... The woman that gets kidnapped, Alfred's female lady friend. What's her name? Give me one guess. Martha. You are fucking absolutely right. Her name is Martha. I was like, why did you have to name her Martha? Why did you say that name? Why did you say that name? Uh, watching this trailer, though, you get a vibe of like a 60s British spy show. Alfred Pennyworth seems badass. He's definitely doing the Michael Caine. Doesn't he sound like a young Michael Caine, Rudd? Yes, he does. Right? Uh, it's definitely the Michael Caine Butler. Yeah. yeah, Anthony, I bet you have no desire to see this. Why would they even make this show? Let me, let me preface by saying I the 
amount of desire I had give is exactly the amount of minutes that I've spent watching this trailer, which is zero. Look, look just run Actually, the trailer. Actually, seconds. No, I'm not going to run the trailer because <laughs> I don't care. Right. I, literally, I just don't care enough. I, I literally don't care enough to even watch the trailer that you told me to watch. I, you know what? And I barely, I didn't want to watch it. when I was like, oh, Pennyworth trailer. I'm like, I kind of don't even care. Why would I watch this? This is crazy. Uh, it just it looks like a British James Bond in the sixties. Top Thomas Wayne I mean, is in there. I would watch a British James Bond TV right. show. Possibly, why does it have but, to be Pennyworth? Yeah, but why does it have to be Pennyworth? Yeah, that's the whole thing. And now I got all this baggage of like Batman shit, and I want to watch Batman. They give you everything. Be Batman. But it's supposed to be on what channel? Epic. I don't even know what channel Epic what, is what on. Is epic. I what is no an Epic? It's a cable. Channel. It's a cable channel. Oh. I have no idea, and I don't. Like honestly, I don't know where it is on it's my cable like, box. Don't, I think they have like three or four channels. And don't they do like, like concerts and like live music and stand up no, comedy or they basically just like stars or no, HBO? It's, just, it's a channel. Uh, I think they started like just being like a movie channel. Yeah. Like no shows, none of their own content. Now this is like probably their first, like, or maybe like their third thing that they're making. The one little thing that got me in this trailer, the setup of this premise, it's like a woman villain. She kidnaps Alfred's girlfriend. And uh, she wants Alfred to give up Thomas Wayne to get his girl back. So I was like, oh, that's kind of interesting. What is he going to do? Is he going to roll over on Thomas Wayne? They've started a company. So Thomas Wayne already important in this 60s era. But wow, why are you making this? This is my first question. I don't understand. Does anybody want to know about Alfred Pennyworth? No. 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 It's just like Peter Parker's parents and Amazing Spider-Man. Nobody I'd like cares. to see it. I mean, it'd be cool to see like maybe an episode or two of a Batman show where they go back into Alfred's past. Yes, like they did on the. Uh, then they do it on the animated uh, series, Batman animated yeah. series. You got flashbacks. That makes sense. But um, even and even with that, like this is like it just smacks of like Agent Carter. Yes, it's totally Agent Carter with Pennyworth. Why can't you just give me a fucking Batman show? Uh, one last comment from Justin Zwerner. He typed in, anyone want to play Striking Vipers? Oh, shit. Does anybody get this? I didn't watch it yet. Does anybody get this reference? I did not watch Black Mirrors yet. It is an episode of Black Mirror Season 3. I, you have not watched? Okay. I watched the three episodes. Of course you have. Not bad. Uh, it's good. That's what he's busy doing. It's him. good Black Mirror. It's not the best, but it's good Black Mirror. Hopeful endings, which were weird, because usually the Black Mirror shows at the end, you're just like, oh, we're fucked. We're all fucked as a people. But two of these have kind of like feel-good endings. Not bad. Check it out. I recommend. They're about an hour each, three episodes. Striking Vipers will make you question a lot of things. Uh, let me just tell you that right now. Anthony, I would recommend you watch this one. Probably won't. Uh, Rex, remember <laughs> you were saying where's all the Mortal Kombat fighting thing? It's in this episode. That's oh. yes. Uh, I don't want to spoil it. Just watch it because uh, there's definite oh shit, oh shit moments in. All right, I'll check. Yeah, it out. but I love Black Mirror. Is this the best of the three or no? Uh they're all. It's the same. Yeah, the middle one is probably. It depends what you like. The middle one is the, the one I like because it didn't have a hopeful ending. It was kind of weird. I did like the first one. The Miley Cyrus one is okay. It's a little more traditional uh, and not that crazy. Uh, I think the Striking Vipers and Smithereens is probably the stronger episodes. But watch them all. Yeah. Catch them all just like Pokemon. Okay. Yeah.
I get to play another drop I haven't played in a while, and it's National Felty League Update from Jason Dutch. Here's the National Felty League Update. What's happening, all you geeks and felty freaks? This is Jason Dutch here calling with um, your fantasy baseball update uh, for, what are we, uh, June 11th, 2019. So, uh Last week, we had victories by myself, uh, Duchess Suicide Squad, Zach Attack, Brian Goff, defeated Pop Culture Cosmos. Blake Brayton has been on a little bit of a hot streak lately, beating uh, Jose Ibarra's Cleveland Steamers. Uh, Felix Winterbottom with a fat victory and a very close you call him Felix? matchup it's between stick. Jess Rivera and <laughs> Imran's favorite, Lisa Morrison, goes to Mr. Rivera. The standings right now in the dark side division. We have the Cleveland Steamers at seven and three, uh, Pop Culture Cosmos and myself five and five, and Team Braden, who was once uh, winless, I think zero and five, now four and six, and poor Matt Miller's Speedsters coming in at one and nine in the ah, Thanos division, <laughs> snapping his finger every week. Zach Attack, Brian Goff at nine and one, Jess Rivera six and four, Lisa Morrison six and four. Uh, Felix Winter bottom five and five and four Felix loses the TJ and he loses in fantasy two and eight. <laughs> all right, guys. Hope you all loses enjoy. The TJ. <laughs> Poor Chess. Their bottom is is very weak. Uh, Jason, thank you for that update. Listen to the voice from the underground podcast. Uh, man, baseball season is still it's long, isn't it? Get get we're not even not even halfway are we yeah there's still 400 yeah. games left exactly <laughs> surprise people still play what the fuck all right before we wrap up i want to uh plug the latest episode of the spinoff show anthony plug that shit yeah it's in the feed if you haven't listened go back you may have already listened to it uh great conversation with the yeah. listener me uh, me and uh jimmy the geek raven yeah. Who's yeah. A, a listener Listener of the show, but he used to uh, work in a sports newsroom and now is a high school counselor. Um, but we had him on, and he does a great Imran impression. Oh my god, it's fantastic! But uh, yeah, it's good. In, good discussion. Good. Good listener. Interesting guy. Interesting career. Um, some sports talk. A bunch of bunch of other stuff. Um, next week's show uh, will be a sports related show. I'm going to have Brian Franklin on from the Let Me Be Frank podcast oh. to. Uh, potentially discuss NBA sports, whatever the hell he wants to talk about. And then just so you know, the week after that, I probably will uh, be on a hiatus for the spinoff show because I am going to Las Vegas. for Of a course party. you are. Yes. You're Mecca. Yes. You're home away from home. And he's never done that before. <laughs> uh, that'll be my first Vegas. No, <laughs> uh, no, listen, I will clip. Uh, Jimmy Graven does great impression of me and I want the listener to go hear it. Eventually, it will be added to the soundboard because it's hilarious. And I love that episode because it was like the Jock and Nerd Nation podcast for like the group. It was like listening, hearing from a listener who's been with us. It was very interesting uh, to hear from a guy that like he you you just you, he's been in on the thing for right. like the last three years. Yeah, a lot of it's just he's the listener and yeah. he loves the show and. I just gave it an opportunity to come on and talk to me. It's great. A lot of good feedback about the show, too. So check that out. Uh, also, Jimmy Graben will be going up against Matt Delhauer in a near future episode of Trivia Geek. Oh, shit. Oh. They're going to battle Whoa. it out. So that'll be fun. Uh, Rock Boy, where can they find you online? You can find me on the Twitters at Really Rug Boy. Come by, say what's up. 
shoot me some messages, slide into my DMs. Oh, slide into those felty I'll DMs. slide into your DMs. At Really Rock Boy. Show notes. Yeah. And you can find that link at the show notes for this episode, jockinner.com slash 279, where there's links uh, to everything we talked about, how to get in touch, how to subscribe for free, wherever you listen so you never miss a show, and our links to our Instagram and Twitter. And, of course, the last thing we always say, if you like the show, listener, share it, spread it, send it to a friend. I know the first thing when new listeners hear my voice first, I know that sucks them in right away. Oh, shit. I, I know that they will. You know it does. You know that just that's that first certain. That's my favorite thing. Certain frequency you hear side, uh, Krusty the Clown talking in here. Uh, despite that, share the show anyways. They'll get past that. Thanks for listening to the Jock and Nerd Podcast. My name is Imran. My name's Anthony. He's the jock. He's the nerd. We'll catch you next time. Fuck that show. Somebody touch my smoker. Got your hand off my penis. What else you got in there, Imran? My spider shits are tingling. <laughs> You don't use that enough.